It's Radio Trivia, podcast edition. This is episode 61, uh, and with me this week is the always lovable Jonathan Metz. I'm so happy to be here. You're always happy to be here because you don't have to host. You don't like that. So. Yeah. I get to play uh, DS every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. He's playing last week's game. That's right. Um, actually. So you can play along too in more than one way. <laughs> <laughs> it's multitasking. Yeah. We got a good lineup here. Um, five games. Listen to the music. Figure out the game. You know how it goes. Uh, let's just get started. Technorific. We don't usually start out with songs like these. No. But, um, gotta keep things interesting. Uh huh. Variety. Spice. Controls the universe. Something like that.
and animal sounds. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that some of our listeners are confused. So, uh, why don't you uh, read the question? <laughs> oh, okay. So the question is, <clears throat> what other unrelated sport is featured in a bizarre extra mode? <laughs> you didn't realize what game this was, did you? No, I had no idea. I'm shocked. So uh, that might have helped some people. Uh, yeah, before. I bet. <laughs> yeah, uh, this game doesn't have the kind of music I would expect out of um, me neither. Out of this franchise. And I suggested then again, it. <laughs> yeah, but then, then again, the first entry was really, really old, and I don't think there was a follow-up until. Well, I guess there was super. Was there? Was there a uh, super maybe, excite bike? I don't think so. I there don't... was some. I thought there was some. At least some limited release variant in Japan or something, but there might have been um, like a weird um, satellite, Satellaview, yeah, yeah Satellaview version yeah. or something. But uh, anyway, yeah. So this is Excite Bike sixty four. Yeah, um, it's crazy when you first started playing it. I didn't. I mean, I suggested the game, but I haven't played it in years. And didn't. I mean, I just thought it'd be cool because of the you know the new WiiWare game coming out, the World yeah. Rally. Uh, I thought, hey, let's play one of the Excite Bike games, and uh, um, I had no idea the music was so strange. It's actually really cool. I'm I'm shocked at how good it is, how interesting it and is. It sounds like something that would be more like San Francisco Rush, or I, I, I don't know. Honestly, but... I thought at first I thought it sounded a lot like uh, Tetrisphere or, or yeah. Tetris, and I thought I think we've used both of those before, so I knew it, it couldn't have been one of the Tetris games for N64, but I was like. What else would have elephant sounds and all this crazy techno with sampling? And wow, I, I'm, I'm really shocked that Excite by 64 has this kind of soundtrack. It's pretty cool. Well, I mean, you know, they're both published by Nintendo, so maybe they're leveraging some of the same technology. It, it's possible. Uh, I mean, they, they were developed by uh, different studios, but um, they're, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about the, the, the sound designers or what their influences might have been. So I, uh, I have to say I'm, I haven't been following the the news on this new excite. Not you know, it was well, surprise announcement, but there's not much news. Um, I mean, it looks kind of exactly like the NES game, except with somewhat nicer graphics. I mean, it, it, it doesn't look like it plays any differently at all from the NES version. Um, so maybe the pro is you could save more than one track. Is that maybe <laughs> I'm the, sure the they're. Uh, Beefing up some of the interface, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and there's online uh, four-player racing, but they haven't talked about online track sharing, which would seem like a pretty obvious thing to do since there is a track editor. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it looks like a pretty straightforward uh, sort of retro remake polishing up. But is, is this the first time Nintendo's done something like this? I mean, they, they really well, haven't released any games that are of like akin to a classic franchise, really, have they? I yeah, mean, I mean, it's it's not really Nintendo's mo in terms of. I mean, they well, Nintendo themselves have released virtually no WiiWare games at all, um, and I'm sure they're not. Deve- I, we, we don't really know who's developing World Rally for WiiWare. I don't think Nintendo's doing it internally for sure. We, we don't really know who yet is, is making it, but it, it's quite interesting as, as a project in terms of what it could mean for you know, 
possibly other projects or what you know sort of interesting features might be in the game that we just haven't heard about yet but i do think yeah. it's interesting they went with such an old school design because it's excite by 64 which we just heard the music from is really very very different from the original excite bike it is yeah. um, it is more of a um, sort of full featured motocross game and it's interesting because you go back to the n64 playstation one era there were a lot of motocross games they were actually quite common and, and popular or seem you know i don't know if they're popular but there were a lot of them for some reason there was um, something McGrath, Colin McGrath, or something like that. Uh, there edgier were, of than course, kart racing guys. Go buy it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, there were the the Dave Mira stuff. Although that was dirt bike, that was bicycles, not right. not motor, not motorbikes. But um, there were quite a few, and I'm I'm forgetting some of the names. But I mean, they were really common. There, this was certainly not the only one for N64. There were several for uh, PlayStation One as well and PC. And, um, and it bled over to the handheld market, too. You saw like, the, sure. the BMX thing on, on GPA. Yeah, there were some on, on handhelds. And uh, I don't know, it was this weird fad back then. And Excitebyte 64 came out, and it's like, well, in one sense, it doesn't look that much different from all these other ones. But at the same time, it did, did most definitely have a Nintendo polish to it. Uh, of course, it was developed by Leftfield Studios, who were at the time making... Uh, Nintendo's Kobe Bryant NBA games. If you can believe, Nintendo used to make NBA basketball games. Um, yeah, Left Field. Their their main projects were the uh, were the Kobe Bryant games. There was one for N64 and one for GameCube, and then Excite by 64. And uh, and oddly enough, they did act. The same studio, Left Field, actually made a, a Wii game called Nitro Bike, which seemed kind of interesting when it was first announced. It was very much a follow-up to Excitebyte 64. I mean, it, I think it played very similarly. And it had something like 12-player online play or something. I doubt 12 people were ever on at the same time to play it. <laughs> but uh, but... And that game came and went. It really did not get good reviews at all. And I don't think anybody really cared when it was launched. Um, it, it sounds like another case of having Nintendo publishing the game and producing it and overseeing its development made a pretty big difference and when yeah. you take that away the, the, the actual studio seems a little lost um, and we've seen that with Rare and Silicon Knights and a lot of other studios that once worked with Nintendo and, and mm -hmm. are no longer but you know Excitebyte 64 I I was never a big fan of the Kobe Bryant basketball games um, for my money Excitebyte 64 is like one of the best racing games on the system and uh, really really fun i mean really fun it, it has surprisingly it, because it plays very very differently from the original excite bike i mean it's it's a behind the back view you can go anywhere on the track you're not stuck in these lanes or anything like that uh -huh. um and uh it's a lot more competitive in terms of sort of bumping into other bikes on the on the track and stuff like that but with all that said they did a great job of carrying over a lot of the really cool elements from the original Excite Bike. So, I mean, it's a nice, it's a big evolution, and it kind of would have to be after that many years right. of the franchise being on hiatus. But it does still feel like Excite Bike in a lot of important ways. Um, and, and then, you know, it had the track editor and everything, and had four player mode, which was really cool. Um, and then it had a lot of great bonus modes. My favorite was the hill climb which is they basically stuck you on a mountain that no one in their right mind would think of riding a, a motorcycle up the side of it and then asked you to do exactly that. Um, so you're going up really steep inclines and, you know, it's full of hills and bumps and divots and crazy stuff, water hazards and stuff. And if you don't balance it just right, you'll just tumble over backwards and fall down mm. the cliff. It was really challenging to get to the top. I think it actually just kept track of how high you got it. I don't even know if there was an end. Maybe it just went on forever. It was a really interesting mode. Um, and, and then they also had some bizarre stuff like soccer, which is what right. the bonus question was about. And you could play soccer on motorbikes. And right. it was <laughs> crazy and interesting. I didn't think it worked that well just because it was... And, and you had this giant soccer ball and, you know, huge goals and everything and all these bikes running around. 
I kind of felt like it was very difficult to kick the ball with your bike in, in the direction that you wanted to. And that's kind of important in soccer is that you'd be able to send the ball at the right angle. But um, it was interesting. Very crazy stuff, you know. That's a, it is a cool game. I mean, very full-featured game. And uh, it, it's, you know, we say this a lot on Radio Trivia. It's very bizarre that it's not on Virtual Console. Very strange indeed. Yeah, and they decided to make another Excite. You know, I guess it was cheaper to make this remake than to get the port to work on Virtual Console. <laughs> Who knows? I guess they're, they're kind of different games in different markets. But, uh... Anyway, but I'm looking forward to uh, what else they do. If they do, if this is successful, if this is like, and I'm looking at the Rebirth series and Mega maybe Man they'll Nine go to Kid Icarus. You know what? <laughs> want to do? It? Yeah, maybe we'll do Kid Icarus, which I'm not interested in. But um, it, it's uh, it's an interesting new thing for Nintendo, as far as I'm concerned. So. Yeah, it is kind of like Nintendo's own Rebirth. It's what it seems like so far. But uh, it's uh, very timely. I think by the time uh, people hear this episode. Excite Bike World Rally will have just released in North America, so yeah. uh, it'll it'll be out, and you'll know more about it than we do at the time of this recording. <laughs> Excitement! Yeah, uh, I am excited for the win. sounds like a racing game like excite bike uh i don't even know if i would call excite bike a racing game <laughs> fair enough <laughs> excite by 64 is the original i don't know anyway this is something different i don't know what it is
upbeat, fast-paced songery. That's pretty much this game, yes. Oh. <clears throat> but there's also a question, which will help some people, maybe. Which two platforms was the first game in this series originally released on? Makes sense for the series. Any idea what game this is? Um, despite my inclination for a racing game, this is probably very wrong, but I'm going to go with Rocket Knight Adventure. Not a bad guess. Based on the question more than anything. Uh, <laughs> but no, this is actually a TurboGrafx 16 game that was released on the Wii Virtual Console. This is Soldier Blade. One of the Star, Sol- Sol- huh. Star Soldier series games, and it's a uh, it's a shoot 'em up. <laughs> it's a shoot 'em up, which which <laughs> is kind of fitting graphics. for Turbo Graphics and that you know, soundtrack. Right, um, right. Makes sense. You would have high action music to go along with high action shooting. Sure. Um, keep you alert in ADD. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't be ADD, but you know. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Soldier Blade, uh, I think it's actually, it was not the last one, because the last one was, like, Final Soldier or something was the last one. Right, yeah, so that sounds right. But, uh, so maybe this was, like, the middle one, I'm not sure. Um, I've heard it's good, although, it's hard for me to differentiate between a really good shoot-em-up and a really bad one, I mean, they're, they're just (laughs) all seem, they're all so similar to each other, you know? It's very, very much in the balancing, and... They're yeah, it's very, much very ba- subtle. And they're very subtle. much balanced towards uh, hardcore, really difficult uh, gameplay in general. So it's, it's really, to someone who's not good at these games, like you or me, it's so hard to figure out because you don't get past I'm that okay barrier of entry. It. But, yeah, I mean, and I, I think it's it's tough on Virtual Console because they have a more disposable feel, uh, you know, because they're cheap and they're easy to boot up and it's very easy to get out of them and go play something else. And so I find that I have a lot less patience for, you know, really super difficult, demanding games, particularly shoot-em-ups. Especially because, you know, the average playtime on a shoot-em-up game like that is five minutes, maybe. So, you know, you play it a couple times, a couple five-minute stretches, and don't really make any progress. You're like, eh, okay. I know I just paid $6 for this, but, I you know, I value my time more sometimes. So. Yeah. Well, I, I own the, um, the NES version of this game. Or not this game, the original. Uh, oh, Star okay. Soldier. Star Soldier. Yeah. Uh, there was also an MSX version, which I was I'm completely unfamiliar with. But um, 
the NES version, uh, I got as a gift, I think, for some birthday party or something. But um, it's a difficult game, as you might imagine. And uh, I never really got past the second stage, if I recall correctly. So uh, from a very young age, I've uh, been scarred by this genre. <laughs> um, scarred. <laughs> but uh, it's got good music, what can I say? Uh, and uh, there's certainly a lot of ver- a lot of releases in this series, including that uh, kind of R? there's Soldier a WiiWare R? game that's pretty limited. I think most of the franchise is available on Virtual Console at this point. It is. It really is. I, I don't know if the NES game is or not, but I think all of the Turbo Graphics ones are on at this point, and um, as well as of course the WiiWare one. There was also some sort of remake of the original for the GameCube, if I recall correctly. Uh, um, yes, there. I, actually, there was a Star Soldier for N64. Really? I only played it on an emulator a long time ago. Uh, but, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Was Hudson just pounds them out. Japan, Japan only. Uh, yeah. N64 Star Soldier. I don't remember what it was called, but though a lot of them just have letters at the end. Yeah. So, I mean, for for a bland uh, series, in my opinion, by and large, there certainly are a lot of entries in this series. Um, oh yeah, they're they're very popular among their you know their core audience. and calm and yet vaguely disturbing just like soldier blade
Well, I am intrigued, good sir. Yeah, this is an intriguing game. It really is. Uh, and here's a not-so-intriguing question. <laughs> Which crest should you use to gain unlimited flight? That is, a, that is a gothic game. It is a gothic game. Any, any it's definitely, idea? Well, it's definitely not Castlevania. Yeah? Which, I mean, doesn't leave much else because it seems like there should be a whole subset of gothic games, you know? Like, it seems like interesting territory to mine, and yet Castlevania is one of the few... Is It kind of almost has a monopoly on the whole theme. Yeah. Um, the only other one I can think of, and it makes sense with the question, would be a, a, a great Super Nintendo game called Demon's Crest. Ding, 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 ding. Wow. Awesome. I win the prize. I was not aware of this game until someone recommended it, uh, Darth Ridley. And it sounds really cool. It sounds really up my it, alley. It's um, awesome, actually, is what it is. Now, it's very difficult. Demon's Crest, um, and it may be difficult to find. Unfortunately, it's not on Virtual Console should be. I mean, it should be available. They've never re-released it whatsoever, to my knowledge. It is uh, basically a sequel to Gargoyle's mm -hmm. Quest, which is a much more well-known Game Boy game. It was one of the very first, like, good, interesting Game Boy games, in my opinion. Ironically, and, um, a spin-off of a horrible, horrible series called Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of that either, <laughs> as, as we know. Um... And I think there was—I think there are actually two Game Boy games uh, uh, in the Gargoyles Quest series, and then it made its jump to Super Nintendo with Demon's Crest. And I think that one of the problems is that from the title, you wouldn't yeah. really know that it's related to the the, the popular Game Boy franchise. Yeah. Um, but it, it's the same idea. You're controlling this uh, this gargoyle named Firebrand, mm -hmm. I believe, and uh, and uh, you. You fly around, you have like limited gliding, um, you shoot fire, you have some kind of melee attack, I think. And um, the, the really super interesting thing about the Super Nintendo game is that it's set up like a Mega Man or even a Metroid game, where um, 
there are a lot of stages with areas that you need certain powers to get through, mm -hmm. and when you beat bosses, you get new powers. Um, they're a little more involved than a Mega Man thing where it would just be a new weapon that you can kind of use anytime. And it's right. more like a Metroid situation where they usually have, they let you get through certain barriers, you could, or they, you know, you, they let you jump higher or move faster, or now you can swim or whatever. Right. Some, some of them kind of transform the character. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, actually and... really cool. Which comes with its own, like like different versions of the gargoyle. Like you know, you become the the sky gargoyle, mm -hmm. and now not only can you jump higher and fly more, but you have different powers too. So it lets you play the game in a different way. I mean, like this is exactly the kind of game I like. Yeah. Um, and, and it is very very difficult. But beyond that, I uh, you know, besides that, I think it's something that really everybody should take a crack at if you ever get a chance right so the, Demon's Crest is really right, good and the, and the, and the crest uh, in the title comes from the crest that you collect to gain your powers essentially um, and the, the right. gargoyle that lets you fly is, is the air crest so that, that answers the question right, right. Um, so I, I, yeah, I kind of gave the question away or the game away with the question to those who are really paying attention, but yeah, but at the same um, time, it's I think it's such an obscure game. Yeah, that most people probably didn't hit upon it. Well, it, um, it's it's a game that um, that sounds really fascinating, um, and it, it's like you said, it kind of straddles the line between like Castlevania and and, um, and something like Mega, Mega Man, Man and, or, and Metroid. Yeah, um, it's a it, it's, pretty wicked combination, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and it's a Capcom Super Nintendo game, meaning it has great graphics and clearly great, great music and good controls. It's beautiful. It has a very cinematic introduction too, kind of like a, you would find in Mega Man X, where the opening, um, opening stage is kind of like in the you're kind of in the middle of the action when you first start. Um, so, I re I'd really love to see this on Virtual Console. I don't see any reason why it couldn't eventually make its way to the Virtual Console. Yeah, there there are um, quite a few Capcom games that I feel like, for you know, they they really have missed the ball on putting them mm -hmm. on, especially for Super Nintendo. They have so many great ones right. that don't have licensing issues, like Rescue, you know, Rescue Rangers and Ducktales. Right. I understand why those aren't available, but things like Demon's Crest. There's no reason not to. They could probably make more money on it now than they did back then. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it sold well. I think it was... Um, no, I think it was kind of a flop. I, I think people just didn't understand it, and, uh, you know, it, it was tough to market, especially with that title, I feel like. I mean, I do remember some magazine ads, but I distinctly remember seeing it at the uh, at the video rental store and, uh, and, and not knowing anything about it. And I looked at the back and I thought, this looks kind of cool. It looks kind of like that Gargoyles <laughs> Quest game that I played on a friend's Game Boy on the bus when I was a kid. And uh, I sort of rented it just out of curiosity and took it home and I was blown away by how good it was. And I thought, why isn't this game more famous, you know? I wish I owned a copy of it. It's so good. Uh, that's, a, that's a fantastic selection. Yeah. So, uh, Darth Ridley, uh, excellent yeah. goth Great. selection there. Um, Great. Yeah.
okay. Uh, straight up RPG standard stuff there. Yep. question this time oh yeah uh okay off the top of my head what japanese tv show is this game based on wondering what system this is on it's probably not the one you're thinking of unless you know what game this is um this is retro game challenge yeah. a game that johnny's wanted me to use for a very long time oh yeah um and uh, i can see why it has some really awesome music it does and plus it's really devious as a radio trivia selection because yeah. it, the music is understandably all over the place it is a sort of a compilation of fake 8-bit games um, in, in various different genres from, you know, platforming to racing to some sort of puzzle stuff to a, a full-blown RPG yeah. so um, and, and, a, and a vertical shooter a couple of vertical shooters um, so, yeah, I mean it's it just like choosing three songs from that kind of a soundtrack yeah. is kind of evil and difficult as I understand it. It, it is because um the soundtracks themselves are almost like best stuff. I mean, it's completely original compos- compositions, but um, they composers had a lot of fun, kind of subtly parodying the kind of music found in different genres. And, right. Uh, and also, since there are sequels in this game, I, have, I don't own it, but there are sequels in this game, and so they play around by having like simpler versions of the song than more complex versions like you'd find in the sequel. Right. The technology's gotten better. Yeah, the last and, song that you just played there, I think, is from Super Ro- Super Robot Ninja Haggleman 3. 
Right. Um, and it, so the first one's much simpler. It has has the same song or something very similar to it. Yeah. And so, um, robot Hackleman. Oh, dude, it's funny because <laughs> when you when you um, Hackleman is like the second game that you open up, and uh, it's not that good. It's kind of like Mappy Land or something like okay. that. It's 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 better than Mappy Land, but. It's not great. It's kind of a it's a very old school sort of pre Mario platformer in terms of jumping around platformer platforms and sort of trying to escape or thwart enemies by doing little puzzly things. It's not that great. It controls better than the original Mappy, but um, it's no Mario. And you get to the second one and it's kind of the same thing remixed. There's some slight changes, but it's and, and that itself is sort of a joke. It's right. like it, it's one of these old sequels where it's pretty much a map pack, you know. Right. And if you really hate it the first time, you're like, man, I don't want to do this again, you know, with just different maps <laughs> and more difficulty. And then when they get to the third one, you think, come on, this is complete overkill. But what they do with the third one is it's just a quantum leap forward. And Hagelman <laughs> 3 is basically a Ninja Gaiden Metroid mashup of right. orgasmic quality. I, it's really, really good, and um, so different from the first two. It's so different from anything else in Retro Game Challenges. It's the final game. I think it's easily the best game in, in, in the compilation, and uh, it's fantastic. I've played through the entire thing twice. Um, Hagelman 3. And, uh, you know, the music's great. Yeah, I, 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 could t- I could do a whole podcast about Retro Game Challenge. <laughs> Because I you love probably it so already much. did it at some point. Yeah, um, if you, if you compiled it all together, it probably could make up an episode of its own. But um, I, I really do think people should go out and, and pick up Retro Game Challenge. I mean, if you are listening to Radio Trivia, you probably already have the sort of scope of interest that makes this game perfect for you. You know, um, what, what's the difficulty level like? That's the only thing that it's generally not very me... difficult. And, really? Because and... No, it's okay. really not. It's surprising because the TV show that it's based on, Game Center CX, um, is uh, sort of this weird documentary about this guy. His name's Areno, and he's actually a character in the video game form of the TV show. But the, I mean, the the, the links between the game, the DS game, and the original TV show are tenuous, especially having been. They, they sort of localized it for America, knowing that we've never seen a TV show. Right. But I will say, you can watch subtitled, fan-subbed uh, episodes of Game Center CX on YouTube, and it's really cool. It's really worth doing. The interesting thing is, the games that they play on the, the original TV show tend to be like very, very super difficult games that... Uh, this guy, Areno, has to, like, train. He goes and interviews experts, the people who made it, the the game's ultimate fans who are really, really masters at it. And they and they all sort of give him tips to train him uh, on, on how to do it. And he looks up cheats in, ma- in old magazines and stuff like that. And then, you know, the second half of the, of the show is, uh, is sort of him hunkering down and trying to play through the game and, and beat it. And uh, they make it look really painful a lot of times with some of the games that they choose. And, no, I mean, the, the nice thing about Retro Game Challenge, the video game version of that show, is that the games they put in there are actually not that hard. And, um, and furthermore, you don't have to actually beat all of them. The challenges that they give you to uh, complete tend to be fairly easy. Um, some of them are very simple, like just beat the first level, you know. Some of them are more interesting, like in the racing game, there's something like, you know, power slide around every curve or something like that. So the, uh, some of them are a little more interesting, but generally they're not that difficult. And if you do have trouble with them, um, you can go through some of the fake magazines that the game gives you and look up cheat codes and stuff like that. So cool. I, I don't think it's that difficult, actually. Well, and this is a this is a good selection for you, trivia, obviously, and um, I'm glad we were finally able to use it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you doing the detective work on finding the soundtrack for it. Sure, and uh, 
Hopefully you, the listener, enjoyed it too because there's a lot of good music in here. Obviously, like one of those was from the RPG. One of them was, you know, there's just a huge variety. Mm-hmm. Just listening to the there, I believe there are eight games included in, in the compilation, and um, it's not eight wildly different experiences. I mean, like we said, there's some sort of remixes and you know straightforward sequels, but I, I think the variety of gameplay you get in the package is pretty awesome. And I think the package is put together so well. It's easily one of my favorite DS games of the year or on the entire system. And, it, you know, and I have a few complaints about it, which my, I understand have mostly been rectified in the sequel, which we'll probably never get. And at this point, I'm very seriously considering importing it if I can find a good translation guide. Um, because I want to play it that badly. <laughs> wow. But, um... Yeah, the, I mean, hey, the original, it's kind of a miracle that it ever got localized at all. Um, God bless the people at XSEED for taking a risk like that. And it sounds like it hasn't really paid off for them, and, and that's a shame. Because it's a really fantastic package. And it's, and it's just an excellent choice. I mean, even if they hadn't done a great job localizing it, I'd still be a champion of it. Because I think it's just a fantastic game to begin with, and it's amazing that we can actually purchase it. So, I really do recommend people go out and pick it up because it's fantastic. And now we have a final game, which I'm not going to tell you. The last one. The last one. But it's a DS game, Johnny. Um, <laughs> or is it? <laughs> uh, I, I really doubt it. <laughs> I, I think we've used that card already. tolerable huh yeah i mean i i'm not a fan of baroque music and that's you know uh, kind of a 8-bit rendition of something like that but it, it had a melody <laughs> all right so how can you clear up to an entire column in one move in this game Whew. helpful hints this this uh this episode
am not a fan of that sample. <laughs> you know, the, the, the tragic what? part is that this is actually kind of a later NES game. Oh, man. What kind and... of instrument is that supposed to be? Or what kind of sound effect is that meant to meant to convey? I, I think it's an ill-conceived attempt to capture some sort of sound effect or something Ugh. from Super Mario World. This is Yoshi for the NES. Oh, my God. Which was released after, like I said, after Super Mario World. So it's a later... NES game, and it's published by Nintendo, and it sounds oh. not Yikes. not so great. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but uh, oh, I would have never guessed that in a hundred years. I've never played Yoshi. I don't yeah. really know anything about it. Isn't it similar to Yoshi's Cookie? No, actually, they're quite different. Although I think they were released at about the same time. And, uh, <laughs> Going a little overboard with the Yoshi stuff back then. Well, I- I'm reminded of a, a quote from. Uh, Link's Awakening, where it says, It's a Yoshi doll. He's showing up everywhere. <laughs> but um, the game's kind of simplistic, but it, it's fun. Um, I played it um, when it came out. So Yoshi is a puzzle game, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a simple block puzzle game where things fall from above. And um, the idea is that you have four columns, and, and you can swap any two adjacent columns. And so you were kind of as Mario or Luigi at the bottom, swapping these columns as quickly as you can to um, to make whatever you know to match up two of a kind. Um, or if you want to kind of have the risk reward go on, you can build up a Yoshi, which means that you have the bottom Yoshi egg is one block, and the top Yoshi egg is another block. And so if you sandwich these other blocks between them, then you get. You know, it creates a Yoshi, and you destroy all the blocks, and you get more points. And the bigger the the Yoshi, the bigger, you know, the more points you get. Awkward to say, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's a simple game, but it works. And it's, for someone like me who's not very good at puzzle games, it's kind of good mindless fun. And um, it's nothing special, but, uh, you know, at the time it was amusing. Um, I don't think it's out in Virtual Console or anything. It's weird to think that actually, you know, Greg, uh, Greg Lay, Yoshidius himself, yeah. probably never played this. He's talked about how he his NES broke and they just went straight on to Super Nintendo or Super yeah. Famicom. I know Yoshi's Cookie also was released on the Super Nintendo. Right. I don't think this game was. I think this was released on the Game Boy, though. Um, okay. But... I, don't think I didn't know there was a Yoshi game, game for Game Boy. That's kind of strange when you think about it. Yeah, it it may have been called Yoshi's Egg. There's one or two different titles floating out for this game, but um, I'm pretty sure the NES version was called Yoshi's. That's the version I played. Yeah, that that sounds familiar. And uh, like I said, it's nothing amazing. I, I think maybe they were using some old NES tech, um, even though it's like a 1991 or 92 game. Um, <laughs> Seriously, it was it was during that Slim Pickens era oh, for yeah. NES, yeah. you know. Aside from like Kirby and, and Star Tropics and its sequel, it wasn't much. Um, but uh, I don't know. In a way, it holds a strange place in my heart. I like it more than Yoshi's Cookie. I think Yoshi's Cookie is maybe more well known, but I don't think it's a terribly good game. Um, I've never played either one. Or Wario's Woods. Wario's Woods, I couldn't get into. I couldn't. I couldn't figure that one out. Yeah, that was the last NES game. Right. Uh, Man, Nintendo was all about their crazy puzzle games. I mean, that was back... You know, Dr. Mario was around that time also. Um, Yeah, I suppose so, because it was originally released for the Game Boy. Fairly late NES game. And, uh, you know, they had... Remember Tetris 2? That was a bad Yeah, I own that game. Oh, I I played that game. I didn't know any better. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Didn't work so well, Nintendo but, was puzzled. It must have been the Tetris craze. That must yeah. have been what did it. Because Tetris was, you know, earth-shattering. It was huge. I mean, it, it, was, it was ridiculous. Huge. It was the Pokemon of its of its day. And, um, yeah. and man, yeah, Nintendo just must have gone Tetris clone crazy. I, I'm yeah. surprised they didn't try to hire away Pajitnov. He went to Microsoft around that time and made some yeah. shit for them like Hatteras and other things that shouldn't be mentioned really but um yeah that's I, I never really thought about it but yeah Nintendo just went totally crazy yeah, on the I mean, puzzle games I mean back Tetris then. and then they made Dr. Mario which was a hit so I was like I can't and Tetris Attack for was around that time also I think or not not very yeah Panel the Pond yeah that was an early like SNES game or something 
That may have been an arcade game too originally. Yeah, but uh, but the, the the Nintendo published version was Tetris Attack because Nintendo owned the uh, Tetris publishing rights back then. Right. No, but in, in, in Japan it's called Panel de Pond. They changed it in America right. because that wouldn't make any sense. They, right. They, right. Called it Tetris, and appropriately enough, they they slapped a Yoshi it make license any sense on in it. Japan Very either. appropriate for this discussion. Um, and Yoshi was all over those puzzle games. Yeah. All over them. Yeah. <laughs> they must have thought Yoshi was the new Mario, basically. Oh, he was. He was like, oh my God, Yoshi's everywhere, man. Right? But that was pretty short lived. And uh, by the time uh, Mario sixty four came out, he was <laughs> relegated to the rooftop. <laughs> it, it kind of sadly because. He, you got to think. I mean, if Yoshi had been an integral part of Mario 64, his apparent popularity might have continued for much longer than it did. Because he was the star of his own really good Super Nintendo game, of course, with Yoshi's yeah. Island, and and then Yoshi's story on N64, I think, really you know kind of lost the momentum yeah. for that character, and his right. and of course his lack of being in Mario 64, except for a cameo, really. Yeah. Oh well. We'll see what happens in Mario Galaxy 2. Yeah, he's he's kind of making a comeback right now with new Super Mario Bros. Wii and, and of course, Mario Galaxy 2. Yeah. It's kind of so, exciting to see what they might do with Yoshi in terms yeah. of new gameplay. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason I chose this game. Yoshi's coming out. Man, yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> really well-thought-out selection. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it was a good lineup. I think, it's uh, a renaissance of yeah. Yoshi. Yoshi Sushi. Good band name. Yoshi Sushi. <laughs> Raw Yoshi. Wow. Um, so, Yoshi Sashimi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yoshi had his own fruit punch drink, too, you know. Ah, well. Yeah, and there's, there was like Yoshi Berry and, and Luigi Lime or something. I prefer Mario with uh, Masago. I don't know. But uh, I remember drinking those. They were in those like short cans. It was like really short, like the half half size. <laughs> yeah, like six ounce cans. <laughs> six ounce cans or something. <laughs> it's hilarious. I, I think it was like the first time I'd seen a can that size. And it wasn't until like I saw like a small Sprite can in Europe and I saw another can of that size. Licensing gone mad. I feel like I feel like these days the only thing Nintendo still licenses really is some Pokemon stuff. It seems like even that has slowed down. Yeah, you see, you see some Mario stuff here and there. Like there were Mario costumes licensed. Yeah, but I mean, Mario is a cultural institution now. Right. It's not anything new, and it's not, it's certainly far below the craze of, you know, the late 80s or early 90s with Mario. I mean, you see some plush dolls like everyone else has in Japan, but outside of that, you're right. But you don't see kids dressing up as, like, Wii Fit Balance Board for Halloween or, (laughs) you know, wearing, uh, you know, wearing a lot of Mii t shirts or Wii Sports Resort jogging pants or you know I mean like where's the uh well, they use the home of? shopping network now instead <laughs> I, I seriously I, I saw a advertisement yeah. for Wii on the home shopping network oh they sell it far above retail price too it's very strange really Sometimes. I wasn't even some of the bundles they do are are really mind boggling yeah wow so maybe that wasn't a Nintendo thing maybe that's some third party marking up the price and doing that yeah, right. I saw a thing on, uh, I saw a YouTube video, it, I, the reason I was watching is because the home shopping guy, the QVC guy, he was using one of these awful um, plastic tennis racket attachments. Yeah, uh, they were doing that too on that show. Yeah. And they, uh, and he, uh, he, he didn't lock uh, it on all the way, and um, <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he went to, he was playing Wii Sports Tennis, and uh, of course the thing flew off and severely damaged the TV that he was nice. playing it on and all this is on live someone actually recorded it and, uh, <laughs> but the, but the, e- e- the even more sh- really shocking thing is that uh, they were the bundle they were selling was a standard Wii bundle with Wii Sports of course and a package of like 10 or 12 of those awful plastic accessories that right the things we saw at E3 yeah. yeah and the total price was like $350 I mean it was what? really disturbing yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's that is disturbing. <laughs> so uh, don't let your parents and grandparents buy video games on Home Shopping Network. Oh my they god. will not get a good deal. They 
your your radio trivia public service announcement. That's right. The more you know. Yeah. Anyway, I'd like to thank Johnny for co-hosting this week. Uh, You're Um, very welcome. Thank you for having me, sir. Thank you. And uh, remember, you can send me your requests at typ at nintendoworldreport.com, or you can use the uh, form that I link in the story for the podcast. And um, we have a lot of stress in the backlog, but I know I'm always happy to choose multiple selections. I sometimes choose some new ones, sometimes some old ones. So just because I have like 30 doesn't mean yours won't be selected. So please do send them in. Um, and uh, that's all I have to say on that. So uh, check out Johnny, uh, always on Radio Free Nintendo. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Hi guys. Bye bye. Site Bike 64 is copyright 2000 Nintendo. Soldier Blade is copyright 1992 Hudson Soft. Demon's Crest is copyright 1994 Capcom. Retro Game Challenge is copyright 2007 to 2009 Fuji Television Namco Bandai. Yoshi is copyright 1991 1992 Nintendo. Well, but Rocket, the original Rocket Knight was only released for Genesis. Uh, no, it came to America. I mean, it came to. Haha. <laughs> Whoa. But, um, yeah. Uh, I guess if you want. I don't know know what I'm saying. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Next. (laughs) 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 (la